0: previously on sammy magic this is the big game the most important game of the year this will put lionheart in the lead in the house cup i'm gonna quit since when are you the quitting kind sammy seems to me you've got two choices you can man up and go and fight or you can quit what's it gonna be The Lionhearts were facing off against the soft Squad. Cool brooms, Lionheart can't lose. Can't lose! And they rush back out onto that field and they prepare for the fight of their lives. Sammy Magic won. They looked up. Even Rickman himself knew there was no defeating Sammy Magic in the game of catching a a bird. The standings of the houses in the house cup and he sees as Lionheart Raises to the top of that board as Rickman, with a turn of his cape, turns and goes off into the Forbidden Forest. Now that the spots are out of the way, I guess it's time to get back to the plot. After the epic wizard football game that securely landed Lionheart in the top spot in the House Cup, everyone was searching for Sammy Magic. Everyone wanted to know where he went. There were celebrations to go to, after parties, babies to be signed, banners to be kissed, and yet Sammy Magic was nowhere to be found. And that is because he and the rest of his squad decided to give chase, to follow Alan Rickman out into the Forbidden Forest to determine exactly what was going on. The trio spent the following minutes slowly getting a bead on Rickman, following his footprints in the grass before they finally arrive within the Forbidden Forest, where they find him meeting with none other than groundskeeper William himself. Oh my god, did you see that? The boy just drop-kicked a kid out of mid-air, it was astounding! Yes, I was there, I was the... I was the referee, so... Yeah, I know you're the referee, but, I mean, you might have been blinded. You didn't see how good this boy is. I'm telling you, fantasy Brett Favre, fantasy Madden, they've got nothing on Sammy Magic. Yes, I'm aware of... Sa- do we do we really need to get into this? Do we need to talk about old Sammy? Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's going to be a great star. He's going to be... All right, look, I did not call you out here. To talk about Sammy Magic being a good, good football player or whatever it is you're on right now. I called you out here because we need to secure the stone. Ah, oh, you mean the big, cool rock? What's hidden underneath the big, three-headed dog? All right, you know I was trying to be subtle about it, but yes, the big, cool rock. We need to secure it, and we need to secure it soon. Oh, I don't know what the problem needs to be. And before they can keep speaking, Sammy, Harmony, and Greg all feel a hand on their shoulders. I, actually, two of them. Only two of them feel hands on their shoulders, and the third one, I guess, just through osmosis, realizes something is up, because it would be weird to give this character three hands, as they all turn around to see the bear. Uh, good work today, Sammy. What uh, What exactly do you seem to be doing out here at this time of night? And with that comment, he looks up to discover Rickman and William. Okay, so we're still on this, I see. Well, uh, you've got to admit it's a little bit curious. He ran away from the field immediately after, and now he's talking all about the big cool rock. Rickman knows something. Yes. Yes. He knows something, much like I know something, much like, you know what, come with me. With that declaration, the bear and his two hands lead the group back to his shack out in the woods, which seems a little bit more disheveled, a little bit more worn, a little bit more like something's going on that the group doesn't know about. What was that all about? We we were about to find out what Rickman's plan is. He was just saying they needed to secure the stone. They needed to secure the rock. Yes, they needed to secure the rock. I'm sure in your mind it might have sounded like obtain or something like that, but no. The truth of the matter is Rickman knows about the rock. William knows about the rock. I know about the rock. Grumblebaum, every teacher practically knows about that stone. We wouldn't have had it put in the school if we hadn't had some sort of plan. And we know there's an attack coming. That is why Rickman said we needed to secure the stone. We needed to upgrade our security, as it were. Because as of right now, we've got numerous forms of security, but Rickman fears it's not enough. We've got Jill... Professor Knave, Professor Plant Lady, little Professor Gubbins, grumblebum, we've all formed an elite team, and we have set up numerous traps on the way to the big cool rock. but Rickman believes that's not enough. Rickman believes that we have to add something more but But he was the one stealing it i I don't understand; he was never the one stealing it. look, i I get it. He looks like the devil made over, I understand. He looks like Alice Cooper after he got out of rehab, I understand. The man does not look like a good guy, but he is. At some point, Sammy, you're going to have to realize that just because somebody looks like the Pokemon evolution of Chris Angel does not make them a bad guy. If someone is in the rude boy's house, that does not make them a bad guy, Sammy. This school may be separate. We may have four separate houses, but those houses work in harmony. And that counts for the students as much as it counts for the teachers. And we're all working to make sure you-know-who does not get his hands on the big, cool rock. You-know-who? Sammy comments with fear, looking down at that rune on his arm as Harmony comments, You-know-who? No, we don't. I don't know who. I don't know what this rock's about. I don't know a lot of stuff. And that's, frankly, pretty unnerving for me, given that I know a whole lot of things. And you don't need to know. Yes, I do. I actually do. It's a weird mental thing I have, but I need to know. And before the conversation can continue, a sound of cracking comes from within the bear's hut. What was that? Greg comments as the bear, wide eyed, begins to rush them towards the doors. Nothing you need to worry about. It's okay. Just get out. Please get out. I've been waiting on this moment for a while and I really don't need you guys ruining it. What is it? Greg comments before breaking out underneath one of the bear's two arms and rushing to the source of the cracking noise where he discovers a small egg. A small egg covered in wrappings and Chirping, the chirps become louder as the cracking becomes more and more powerful before finally, whoosh, from the top of the egg emerges a small baby dragon. Alright, not what I was expecting to find, but I guess this is a new thing. Okay, since you decided to stick your nose in my business, you can't tell anybody, but yes, I've obtained a dragon. I was in the middle of a poker game, and someone bid on a dragon, and I won. Okay, a lot to unpack there, Harmony comments. This is a living creature, right? We can all establish that. I don't think it's particularly a good thing to be auctioning off and bidding on a, uh, on a baby dragon in a poker game. Yes, I understand, but you, you don't get it. Those other people, they were going to harm this dragon. Dragons are not exactly smiled upon in the wizarding kingdom. In fact, many people consider them menaces, but properly trained and properly taken care of, they can actually be great allies. Hmm, I'm sure, Harmony comments, as Greg walks over to the dragon, attempting to pet it on its head. Well, I actually think the little guys are pretty cute. Greg comments, reaching his hand out before the dragon quickly snaps at him. Okay, okay, git, how about this? If your name is not the bear, stay away from the giant murder machine. And with that, the bear picks up that small murder machine, that small, beautiful dragon, and puts it in his arms. A dragon is a very delicate creature, and you must treat it with absolute respect. Or else, you know. He says while gesturing to Greg's finger that has a miniature bite mark taken out of the end of it. Unfortunately, now that he's hatched, I won't be able to keep him long. Like I said, not many people like dragons, including the staff at Wizard Harvard. If they found that I have this, I'd be fired. I'd be thrown out onto the street, as it were. I could even be taken before the ministry, and that's not something I particularly like, so... I gotta find a new home for this guy, soon. Well, what about my brother? Greg suggests, causing everyone to perk up all of a sudden. Your brother? Yeah, Chuck. I've told you guys about Chuck before, right? You know, Chuck, tall one, long red hair, ladies love him, Chuck. Greg, I've met your family and I still don't remember meeting Chuck. Oh, that's because he's actually off in Russia or something or another. He's investigating dragons. And I think this could actually aid him in his research. Well, that's enough deus ex machina for me, so... Sure, why don't you write the letter to old Chuck and we'll see what we can do. Greg smiles as he rushes past the bear towards his writing desk, where he pens a long and detailed letter to his brother, which read sup bro got a dragon you want and that was it that was the entire letter reminder it is greg for him that was long and detailed the remainder of the night our heroes spent time with this young dragon who they decided to name bilbo dragons the most shocking part of the entire night was just how happy the bear was He was more at home in the forest among the animals than he was with the students. The animals understood him. The animals actually cared about him. In fact, no one really seemed to care about the bear until Sammy came along. They spent the night smiling and enjoying each other's company and learning that, much like Alan Rickman, a dragon may look scary on the outside, but they're truly kind at heart. At least for the next couple books. The following week, Greg finally receives a letter back from his brother Chuck, which read, K. In the Ginger family, this is the most expressive form of communication. It is an absolute arduous process to talk to them. Hey guys, check it out. Greg remarks, rushing over to the trio and showing them the letter. Near the bottom of it were details of how they were to get the dragon to Chuck Ginger that night. He was to send a few friends by broomstick who would meet them at the tallest tower of Wizard Harvard. It was just their job to get up there after curfew with quite possibly one of the most illegal animals they could have on campus. So pretty easy fare for our trio. That night before they decide to set off, Sammy gets together and establishes the plan. Okay, I'm going to put on the invisibility blanket, you guys join me, and we just have to make sure nobody sees us, and also that this dragon doesn't make any chirping sounds, and also that the dragon doesn't get away or scare anybody. And with that, the door to the Lionheart's common room opens to reveal sad Tommy, who immediately stares upon this dragon with awe before gasping and just immediately passing out. This is Sad Tommy's deal in the book, if you haven't realized yet. You know, I never thought I'd be happy to see him in pain, but it's probably for the best. Yes, yeah, definitely for the best. The duo both agree with Harmony as Sammy picks up his invisibility blanket and tosses it over the three of their heads. Luckily, that night, groundskeeper william managed to stay away from their path it was actually a relatively clean escape for this dragon they climbed up that highest tower making sure to not leave any footprints behind and at the top they meet with chuck ginger's dragon liaisons hey you uh you got the stuff are you sure my brother sent you greg comments oh yeah yeah chuck we know your brother He's a real good guy. Yeah, he's a real good guy. Said, uh... says you got the, uh... You got the red dragon for us. Yes? Sammy comments before lifting the blanket up to reveal that small dragon sitting in his palm. Oh, you, uh... You're an absolute beauty. Come here, kid. And with that, the man reaches forward to grab the dragon out of Sammy's hand, but the dragon lurches back and then nips at him, frightened of this man before him oh come on kid it's okay i'm just a stranger as soon as you hand him over to me it'll be fine i don't know sammy comments looking down at the dragon looking up at those two individuals and at that moment the man reached forward grabbing the dragon out of his hands when suddenly from behind him on a broomstick appears chuck ginger himself what do you two think you're doing here Ginger comments as he rushes towards them, quickly nabbing that dragon out of their arms. Chuck, what are you doing here? I I didn't think you were going to show up. Well, I wasn't. Until I heard my letter getting intercepted by these two interlopers. What are you talking about? We're no interlopers. We're We're just two normal dragon people. Sure you are. And with that, Chuck reaches forward and pulls off two wigs over both of their heads, revealing long red hair on one of them and blue hair parted down the middle on the other. I knew it was you two, Chuck Ginger comments before rushing away when suddenly, fine, it is us, but if you truly want to do this, prepare for trouble and make it double i'm sorry this is still a book about me right sammy comments as he turns over to the other two who shrug i actually think i like this story a lot more harmony says the two dragon poachers pull out their wands and cast a spell at the broom of chuck ginger freezing him in place and much like a tractor beam slowly pulling him back to them with that dragon clutching away trying his best to escape the clutches of these two individuals let's just call them j and j for right now oh yes dear come here let me just get that red dragon and then we can let you go chuck no i'll never let you have him i'll never let you have him Chuck comments, still trying to struggle against their grip, when suddenly they feel both of their wands being ripped out of their hands, seemingly floating away into midair. They turn around in shock as they discover our trio holding their wands. That dragon belongs to a good home, Greg comments with a start as he snaps both of their wands over his knees and throws them at their feet. This isn't over. Believe me, we will be back, and we will be getting that dragon. And when you do, we'll be ready for you. Fine. And with that, they throw rope over the side of the tower, getting ready to rappel back down, but when they do, they discover Chuck, Ginger, and that small red dragon staring up at them. You're not getting away this time. But before any arrests could be made, that small red dragon feels a burp coming and as he does he lets out a massive explosive gust of fire breath that sends both of those individuals flying off into the sunset until all that they were were a mere sparkle on the horizon as they shouted out looks like team dragons blasting off again thanks you guys Chuck remarks as they both get back up to the top of the tower. Are you okay? Do you need any help with those two? No. It would make for a much better story, but you have to go deal with a dumb rock or whatever. You told him about the rock? Harmony comments. Well, yeah, he's my brother. I thought it'd be fine. I'm surrounded by idiots. Look, Greg, you did good back there. I believe in you. And other inspirational stuff. I gotta go seriously, though. They do not know that I'm gone from Russia, Romania, or wherever I was. Okay, see ya, brother. Greg comments as they watch Chuck fly off into the sky. And as soon as he turns a corner, they quickly don that invisibility blanket and rush down the stairs, praying that they could get back to the common room before anyone realized they were even gone. Unfortunately, before they can make it back, they bump in to groundskeeper... William, and much like he did over Christmas break, Sammy merely rushes the other two, attempting to take them back as quickly as possible, but suddenly, they feel a gust of wind over them as that blanket is pulled away and they turn back to see groundskeeper William standing there blanket held firm under his feet, as he looks at Sammy with a sigh I knew I'd get you eventually Thank you for listening to the many adventures of Sammy Magic. And an extra thank you goes to all the people who helped this show happen on our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash BS to support the entire BS network and all of its productions. Additional thanks to Umbria for our music and to Orion Ibert from the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art. As always, make sure to go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up some Sammy Magic merch. All of the proceeds from our merch go to trans and POC charities. Every single little bit can help. And let me end by reminding you that the many adventures of Sammy Magic are a work of complete and total parody. Which means... You can't sue me.